songs. Hey everyone, yeah, welcome. Baby. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. Hi, Amanda. Hi. This episode, we are joined by a repeat guest. It's been three years, though, since she's been with Stop us. She, she is an actor. She is a comedian. And she is a writer, Steph Escajeda. Hi, everyone. Hi. Back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so happy to be back. I actually listened to the last uh, episode I was on just to make sure I was like, when when was this again? I was like, oh, it was, uh, 2017. Wow. That's crazy to me. Yes. Like, where does the time go? What I is know. time? What was also crazy was I told a story about anxiety that I had on a plane. Uh-huh. And basically, I had no idea that I was telling you the kickoff, which was what would become like about a year with postpartum anxiety. That was like, oh, oh I actually had that. Yeah. It was interesting to hear that snapshot. It was hilarious <laughs> in that instance. But I was like, oh, right, when you thought that somebody was going to blow up an airplane. And then that meant that the, the next year I woke up every night and I would check the perimeters of my property to make sure that <gasps> men weren't coming to kill my family. Oh, no, oh. Steph. But I was like, no, no. Like, it was funny. I was telling doctors. I was like, I think, I'm, I, think I have postpartum depression. They're like, yeah. your baby's too old, I think. It's, it's a year, That's right? Bullshit. I was, like, I was like, okay. But I was like, um. I don't know like what is life or like why life. And they're like, you sound just tired. Just get a nap. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, there's this one other thing. But I was like, this is actually the most reasonable thing I do. This is just like due diligence. I got to get up every morning around 3 a.m. and make sure to check all the locks and check the perimeter that men aren't coming to kill my family. They're like, okay, let's get you on meds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So that's oh. all it took is some like uh, anxiety ridden ideation of uh, all right, okay, yeah. But it was so funny that I thought if I didn't wake up every morning and check that if my family <gasps> were to get killed by men crawling over my walls, it would be my fault. Oh yeah, you know. I just imagine the men to be like the burglars in a Christmas story. Do you know oh. what I'm talking about? The, the burglars that are climbing over the walls in a yeah. the Christmas yeah. I mean, they were faceless in my mind. <laughs> I was picturing more like Navy SEALs. They were like ziplining in from a helicopter and stuff. But it's, you know, so yeah, it's been a while. I'm totally, I have a four-year-old and a nine-year-old now. Did you wake up, did you set an alarm to do that? Or did you just wake up like in a cold sweat at 3 a.m. every day? Correct, yes. It was called a, a mental alarm of, oh no, the panic's here. Get up. You know, Check everything. There's so much insane shit that goes on with your body when you are pregnant and and give birth. Nursing that is and nursing that is not studied. No one gives a shit, and we're just left to sort of stand there with all these bizarre experiences that no one can account for, and it's just like, well, that yeah, because crazy. Oh well, that was actually part of it. Was that um, my baby was when she turned a year I went went from nursing all the time to just kind of like oh maybe if she asks for it or wakes up or goes Mm -hmm. to bed and I think it was that switch in hormones to produce milk that Mm -hmm. made all of a sudden my mind went blink 
you know, like it just sort of flipped with that hormonal, it was like a hormonal kickoff to like, you're crazy now. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's just, just keep knowing that if you don't know who you are or why is life, just ask for meds. Yeah. 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 Be persistent. (laughs) You don't have to live that way. No. (laughs) Yeah. Or if like your brain keeps bothering you with, with like crazy shit or disturbing shit. It's okay. It you're not you're not fucked up. You're not broken. You just need to ask. You need to talk to someone who can help you. No, yeah, and it's like it, it, like you said about it's not just about what your body does to you in pregnancy and nursing and and the hormones or the or the actual physical components. It's like you know, oh my god, uh, here I am back again, most depressing guest in the world. <laughs> <laughs> So after I recovered from my postpartum depression, I broke my arm. Uh, you broke your arm? After I, yeah, I broke my arm because I was like, I'm going to exercise. And I was like doing box jumps. And then I just broke my wrist. Was this after your wrist. second baby? This was after my second baby. She was, um, she would have been then like one and a half or two at the time. And then I recovered from that. And then my dad started dying and so then he died but what was why i'm saying all that is because i I mean i know this is like why mommy drinks like but we are all here because we're moms or because we're parents and i mean it's it's so right there that losing a parent and becoming a parent are literally the it's a cycle of life yeah it's so and i mean that it's just like the ripping open of who you are to become a parent is the same kind of like ripping open into the world of grief of like losing a parent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're being yanked along this like cosmic rope as somebody's just like tugging you into the next <sighs> portion of your life. So um, yeah. I say that because like, again, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm having this thing where I just had my, like when my dad just died, I was it's like I had been pregnant with grief and I just wanted him to, I, I don't, I didn't never wanted him to die, but it was like, just, just get out of me already. This living this way, mm-hmm. sort of like when you're nine months pregnant and then it happens. And you're like, when you have the baby, you're like, take it back, take it back. I don't, I don't want this baby. <laughs> this baby mm-hmm. was like, I want my dad back. Don't. And then it yeah. was like, all of a sudden you're in this postpartum post-depression thing where you're like dealing with nobody see they're like didn't you have the baby why are you so sad and you're like right because it's my life is so different now it's invisibly different to you it's so tangibly different to me Mm -hmm. but it was so i was like this is just like birth and then i was like well yeah death and birth are the same you idiot (laughs) it's called the life cycle god yes but anyways i think that when you it's not just what physically happens to you like brain changes body changes it's also just the process of becoming a person responsible for more than yourself mm-hmm. can bring up some stuff. So get the meds if you need them. <laughs> Absolutely. And you don't yeah. have to be on meds forever. Yeah, I'm not. I, I like used it for the amount of time that I, and then I was like, I think, you know, uh, no shame yeah. if I had to stay on them. Absolutely none. But like, I knew I wanted to wean off them at a point when I felt like things had returned to um, what was a more semblance of normal, you know? Mm-hmm. I still had two kids and that sucked. I mean, they were still there. <laughs> oh, oh, so I have three kids. They're all boys. They are four, 
eight and nine, Amanda. I have three kids. Um, one is nine and a half, and two are seven. Oh my gosh! I have three kids. I have a nine-year-old boy and twin seven-year-old girls. Add a girl. I said that's so confusing. <laughs> I, two, even I was confused when I know and one nine and a half and a three, four, and the four quarters of a. I, this uh, is why I can't be teaching my kids. Let's just be very clear three. about that. <laughs> uh, Steph, what's what's the situation over there? I got two girls. They are. Uh, nine and four. Ah. Both turned in the quarantine. What? Quarantine birthdays. Like my three-year-old became four March 20th. Yes. It was yeah, fun. We- it was like one of the earliest birthdays. And it, there wasn't even such a thing as a birthday parade. We just didn't know what to do. We were like, let's just bake a cake and tell her everyone loves her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is perfect. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. I think that's essentially what we did, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, let's just make, my, but my nine year old kept being like, is this all you're doing for her birthday? Is this it? And I kept being like, um, I am literally figuring out life right now. So, yeah, the cake's it. You're like, Ixnay on the Estening K. Uh, that's really funny. Um, Oh my God. When kids do that and they, they like say it loudly like that, and you're like, shush, shush, shush. no one else has to have that thought. Keep it to yourself. Exactly. Yeah, my son is going to turn 10 in a couple months, and that's blowing my mind. Yeah. I remember when he was a baby. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Little pictures of him sitting in that little bouncing seat. Yeah. And he's 10. (sighs) Double digits. Double digits. There's no going back. It's so bizarre. He's a tween. Hey, we all have like tweens. I don't know like about you all, but um, at my house, like we're definitely kind of circling that, that, yeah. that whole tween thing. Oh, for sure. For sure. She's like, um, okay, mom. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hold on to that for like six more years. Can I like spare <laughs> yeah. me like a couple years yeah. of not being talked to like, um, like I'm a jerk. Up, or I don't know who talks yeah. to anybody yeah. like that. Yep. That's an old reference, Hillary Duff. I don't even I don't know how things work. <laughs> like, I don't know, fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> Hillary Duff. Oh, he was a real hormonal. Clara Bow. Everyone knows who that is. <laughs> the it girl. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know these are all old Hollywood people. Like old you know, like original stars. Yeah. Like nineteen twenties and before. Oh, wait. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely, um, what were we talking about yesterday at my house? My boys, you know, like before you have kids, of course, you're like, oh, here's how it's going to be when I have kids and like this won't ever fly and I'll make sure of that, you know, my kids will eat sushi and they'll, if they don't oh. like it, they'll, they won't eat. Oh my God. I was the best mother before I was a mother we in on? my mind. I was like, I've got a plan and I'm rolling it out as soon as this baby's out of me. Here's your healthy diet and here's how I educate you. And I'll read you this many books. And now it's like, would you please leave me alone? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, we're going to be like the fucking Kennedys or um, who the the Emanuels. Like, we're going to fucking rule the world and you're all going to be amazing. And like... I'm going to make sure that at, every night at dinner we talk, what did you learn in the news today? Or, you know, and then I'm just like, oh, no, can we, prompt. what? Here's your social emotional prompt. 
(laughs) (laughs) But like my eight-year-old, we're still working on, um, please don't, no, no, my nine-year-old, please don't eat with your hands. We're still working on that. (laughs) Um, And so so they all, except for my four-year-old, who's amazing and actually listens, and I think there's a chance. Um, But with the eight-year-old and the nine-year-old, they still, they don't put the seat down or the lid down after they pee. And it makes me a little crazy. And I know that if I don't do it, that their future partners will blame me for Mm. not teaching them how to do that. And, uh, and so I was explaining that. I was like, look, one day you're going to be, you know, married uh, and the person you're married to is going to be really mad that you – that I didn't teach you how to put the lid down and the seat down. So I need you to work on that so that I don't get in trouble when you're older. And they were like, eh. So anyway, I'm prepared. I, to, I appreciate to clear, you. To be clear, your, your future uh, – person the partner in your son's life is gonna blame you for everything everything no, that's true. <laughs> i mean the toilet seat's like the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. i even said that to ari i was like you're not gonna get the blame it's gonna be me yeah my mother-in-law <laughs> will sometimes be visiting not anymore but my mother-in-law used to visit when we saw people and mm. she would go she would look at me sometimes and be like, why is he like this? Like as if I made him that way, if he got angry or or short with her or anything. And I was like, you you tell me. <laughs> you created this person. You had him for 18 years. I'm like a couple years into this. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel that a little bit because I even look at my kids like I even look at my nine year old now and I'm like, why is he like this? Oh, yeah. And part of it is just that, like, they are who, you know, you do have a certain amount of control, but also part of it is, like, they are who they are and they always were. Like, he was always this person and it's just been kind of unfolding before me. Yes. This was him before he was even born. I could sense it. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, my first daughter um, doesn't like affection much. I mean, not that... And I'm a super affectionate person. So this is definitely something she, she, her hugs are like, eh, okay, let's get that over with. Okay. You know? <laughs> my, my second daughter, if she could like live in my skin, like she'll <laughs> crawl into me and nestle in a way where I feel like how we were once a whole, you know, like our hugs fit, you know, anyways, and I'm, I'm same per same mother, same person. Yeah. And the, but the older one also is so like docile and sort of peaceful. And then the second one, she'll go from that perfect nestled hug to ripping your face off like a caged monkey. And you're like, what just happened? She's like, wrong kind of strawberries. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I gave you the wrong snack. And now you're literally assaulting me. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, who the fuck are you? So maybe that's it. Like one day we'll be... Your mother-in-law will be like, "Who? Is, why did he? Why are they like this?" Oh, it's all the circle of life. Today is all about the circle of life. Oh, when you were describing that stuff about like being on a rope and being pulled, I pictured from 
one of my favorite, very favorite movies of all time, Poltergeist, when they put the rope around the mom and then she like goes into this like void and tries to find the daughter who's like being kidnapped by some demon or something. Um, and there's like a whole huge like birth and rebirth and afterbirth. You oh, know, yeah, with the like theme. splattering of the like poltergeistian splooji whatever that stuff is that they're oh, covered yeah. in they're, they come back yeah what do they call in ghostbusters ectoplasm they come out like covered in ectoplasm yeah <laughs> i love that yeah, yeah no the end. That. It, it, <clears throat> it kind of reminds me of a tug of war except it's only really only one way is winning <laughs> you just just <laughs> keep tugging but nope nope you're coming because that's the way time moves <laughs> that way <laughs> so yeah. um so right before we started taping, uh, well, actually, Amanda, I'll let you talk. What do you want to talk about this? this um, well, I want to talk about video games because um, I hate them. Um, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. So I, I've talked about it a couple. I like I, it, this is also part of what's feeling my inner panic now that everything's shutting down. Um, I'm glad everything's shutting down. I'm not going to make this episode about things shutting down. Um, and I'm going to put my own needs to the back burner right now. Cause right now I've have this urge to go fix everything. Um, dude, I feel like just really quick. Like sometimes I'll be like, everything's fine. You know, if we get it, it's just fine. It's no big deal. And then sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, our friend Risa, her cousin was a marathon runner and he got it and he died. Right, and like right. last night I was up until uh, 4 a.m. And uh, a big part of that was because I was looking at this Instagram account. And there's like this Broadway star who's 41 yes. who like oh, got it and Nick died. Cordero. Like he was yeah. so fit. And it's just uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't know. And it's good that we're being safe and, you know, okay. But this is this this whole being at home thing is one of the things that has happened from it is my kids now are video game addicts and yeah. I think like real addicts like when you take the device away, they scream and punch and yell and tantrum. Yeah. And it's terrible. Yeah, and Amanda, um this is consistent with my house as well if, thank if you're you. feeling bad about it i mean mm. it sucks it sucks and so like we've managed to limit it we try to do two hours a day if they want to earn more time they have to like clean their rooms or they have to read they can get like a minute for every minute reading so it's like an eye for an eye or you know like we're trying to find ways to get them out of the house and doing <laughs> things um and because they would be on them all day and like wesley socializes on them that way so he'll play games while talking to his friends on it and he's like yeah go over here do that um and they all love it they love it and then that's all they talk about so then wesley will be like hey so i got this like legendary thing for the and the and it's a thing and, and then it's this and isn't this amazing and i'm like yeah and every time i'm like i don't know what you're talking to me about and I don't and, care. But it sounds great. Good for yeah. you. But who's where's my child with an original thought? Yes. Um, it's like they're all there's they're just nuts. And then there's times where I'm like, well, we got that. They haven't done their two hours of game time, so I got two hours to do some shit around the house. So then, like, yeah. I can get things done. So I, there's positives there. You know, I'm paying attention to what they're playing for the most part. I mean, sometimes I've come in and I caught them playing a game where they are dressed like Peppa Pig and they beat each other up with bats. That oh, doesn't cool. seem 
appropriate. No. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's called it's, it's called Piggy, and they all hunt each other, and then yeah, it's terrible. Oh, cool. So it's like a Lord of the Flies. Just have them yes. read the Lord of the Flies. Be like, but this like, is what this is based on. It's like a bunch of Peppa Pigs, and it's all these other kids that play it too, and it's really terrible. <laughs> it's really terrible. Oh my and god. So, that's- horrifying 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 and they my seven-year-old girls are like it's just piggy and i'm like oh my god oh my god right um so one thing though so okay these are all major concerns that i'm gonna have to figure out how to like wean them off of over time and like like get them back to the land they'll never come back though they're ruined but um once (laughs) we get back to like education in person and the world where we can go and sit in a restaurant again. Um, I can take those things away from them, hopefully. Anyways, what I didn't expect was, so the girls get so into playing video games that they can't, they don't hear. They like, like, you'll be like, Benny, 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 Benny. And she won't turn. Mm -hmm. They don't hear. They, they, they would not eat. Like if I, didn't feed them. They would not eat. They would just play games. Mm-hmm. And they shit themselves. Uh-oh. So uh, you'll be sitting there uh-oh. and all of a sudden you're like, I'll be like, what is that? Did somebody did somebody poop in their pants? There's seven. Wesley doesn't do. There's seven. And I'll just say, no. Oh, and I'm like, no. no. Somebody smells like poop. They hold it and then play the game. And will poop themselves, and then they don't get up to even – they don't even, like, n- notice because they're in the game so much. It's the most disgusting thing. It's <sighs> disgusting. It's tr- problematic. It's troublesome. Like, it's – it's they, they don't want to leave the game to go uh-huh. to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So they're like, whatever. And they've always had that that attitude when it comes to crapping in their pants. And they right. it's so great to know that that's still there. Like, it's like there's freedom in that. There's a point where you have to become, like, a young woman, right? Like, I'm, I'm really in, in excited for that because I'm hoping that it means they'll stop crapping in their pants and care about what society might think about that beyond their own immediate needs where they're like, we have to play this game and it's much more important than hygiene. You know, like, it's... So, like, Caden was, like, they crapped in their pants the other day. Like, we just bought new underwear for them. And he's, like, they're going to go through this in, like, a week. It's, like, we should just put them in diapers. Yeah. <laughs> they're turning into, like, the Wally people. You know, the fat little Wally people that, like. <laughs> oh, <"Ugh."> yeah. <laughs> the ones that scooter around and they drink just, smoothies. That's it. They just lay there. They, they, their bones go away because they just don't even need them. They just, yeah. Like, that's what. So, it's. Like I was thinking about, it, I was like, I shouldn't say anything because they get embarrassed about. It. Like the other day, one of them was playing, and Caitlin was like, "Did you poop your pants?" And she was like, "You need to stop. Don't say that. I'm on a call with someone right now." Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! So she didn't want the person to know that that happened, and instead oh. told him he needed to back off and stop it. And it was like, wait, no, you need to get up and go to the bathroom and not crap your pants. Oh, <laughs> you're seven. That is. Yeah. So it's disturbing. It's disturbing. It's like, you know, that was what you're talking about, though, like the difference in children, because, for example, my four year old will kind of do that. Like she's just all of a sudden she's maybe playing a little bit of Animal Crossing and she is hopping from leg to leg to leg. And you're like, put pause and go to the bathroom. And so she'll go. But she's the type that if she gets like 
if she drinks some water and some dribbles from her chin to her shirt, she's like, I'm wet. I need to be changed. <laughs> she's got such a tactile thing where she can't have any. So in a weird way, like she wouldn't do what your kids do because she wouldn't be able to deal with how that felt, but not. I think most wouldn't, right? I like, mean, it's gross. Agreed, maybe. It's <laughs> disgusting. Like, I don't understand it. And they both do it. Like, they both do it. It's like, if it were one, I might be like, maybe we should look into this. Right. But now I'm like, we definitely need to look into this because they're both <laughs> doing it. So it must be us. Right? And it's so hard because they're living in such like a, like every, nothing that they're experiencing in this moment in time is like what we experience. Like we weren't, we we didn't have games that were so much fun that you could shit yourself while you watched them. Like we couldn't, you know, we weren't in quarantine for months at a time. We weren't in these like high pressure, like emotional, um, you know, like I feel like our our homes are are these pressure cookers in so many ways. And, and you know, it wasn't just because of the time that we're living in right now. Like we can't even relate. Yeah, we well, have them, access only to our houses. Yes. Because truthfully, the outside for a lot of air, I mean, especially we all live in Los Angeles, like yeah. this is the hot spot. So yeah. we, There's everyone, nowhere to go. I love that people are like going camping or whatever, but I took my daughter, she learned how to, this is good news. The older one learned how to ride a bike and the oh, younger yeah. one learned how to swim. And I was like, yeah. great. Look, that, that, those little problems that I thought were nightmares, like <laughs> down the road, <laughs> took care of themselves. So thank you, quarantine. I don't but, think my kids will ever tie their shoes, let alone ride a bike. I mean, but but one of the things is like if if my if I was ever watching too much TV or whatever, and my mom was stuck at home with me for a summer or something, I thought she would go just go outside. And I would take my bike or I would take my brother and we would just wander through mm -hmm. so much woodsiness or, mm -hmm. you know, I grew up in San Diego in this part that it was like we could go into these woods and valleys and everything. You're not, first of all, even if there wasn't a virus, you're not supposed to send your kids into the street anymore. Right. Apparently. <laughs> or I don't. Maybe like write no. me a private message me if it's if I'm wrong about that. But. <laughs> It's like, again, that thing of like, if you let your kids go wandering and they get something bad happens to them, it's like you did it to them because you right. shouldn't have ever let them out. But now right. if you let them, you, like, I guess I'm saying in a summer, I think about like going to the beach and relaxing or like camping or, and all of these things are doable, but they take so, such a high level of precaution. Yes. Yeah. And mm -hmm and cleanliness and no there is no bathroom anymore and no there isn't a this and that and yeah and right. then all of a sudden you're like let's just stay home well, my and then, kids will do well they'll just shit themselves maybe we should be going yeah. on road trips you're like you can't be in front of that tv for four hours a day and then they're like this is the one room in our house and you go oh yeah well <laughs> no, you're gonna have to be exactly. in front of it just turn it off sometimes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's tough you know, it's tough. Uh, what's worked is we've just said, if you crap yourself, you lose your, you're off the internet, you're off, you don't get screen time anymore. That's that seems good, to be working. Yeah. And then I'll say to them, because I see it, Steph, they do the same thing. My girls will like bounce and bounce and like move. I mean, their whole bodies where you're like, I can see you're in pain. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. You're holding it. Just 
the bathroom is right there. Like I can see the toilet from where I'm standing. Pause it, go do that. And you're done. And they're like, no, I'm fine. I don't have to go. So now I'll just go, you'll lose screen time. So I would go. And then they're like, okay. And then they run. So that's been helpful. Okay. Um, that's good. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a, like, it's just, it's already crappy enough. It's already hard enough. I don't think they're crapping, like physically crapping themselves. You know what I mean? Like it was like, it's like, mm-hmm. let's all, we're all in this together. And that means girls, you need to act like seven year olds yeah. and not it's crappy. Let's not make it literal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyways i just in case anyone else has a kid out there maybe there isn't any other kids that are doing this themselves at least you know you don't have a kid doing this so there's the bright side for you and if you do have a kid that's done this you're not alone because it feels really weird to have an, a like a grown or a bigger kid do that you're like well that's i'm failing <laughs> you're not but it feels that way it's like you can't even use the toilet right <laughs> Oh, the regression is real, though. Yeah. 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 I think that's part of it, too. I think that these kids are all showing the stress of all this in different ways. And, it, you know, sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's emotional. And I guess sometimes it's, yeah, crapping themselves. I'm so sorry that. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's fecal. Yeah, sometimes it's fecal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like, yeah. So anyways, um, that's where we're at. That's what's broken me just because it was like, this is something I, I thought I was done with. Like, I didn't think I had to do this anymore. Yeah. I shouldn't have to do it anymore. You shouldn't. <clears throat> well, our friend, um, I won't say her name, but I'll just say uh, a friend of ours recently, her, can you hear my kids crying? But it sounds like normal. I thought they were my kids. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I was ignoring it. So yeah, it doesn't like it's not like jarring. Someone locked someone out of a room, and now someone's crying. Oh, (laughs) what day is today? Every day. Um. Uh. So, wait. What was I gonna say? Shit. You won't see a friend's name, but this friend recently. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. A friend of ours, all three of ours, um, her son had been shitting himself like every day. And then she finally uh, went to the doctor and it turned out he had some sort of like blockage. And now they have to um, like do all this special stuff and stuff. But yeah, it was like a an actual um, situation that was like he had gotten an intestinal blockage. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that it's both of those girls, you know, it sounds like you know the answer. Oh, yeah. No, it's just that they are um, – they are not moved by by the feeling of crap in their pants. This doesn't bother them as much they're as the idea. Yeah, no. They, they just don't want to stop playing the game. They, they love the game so much that they don't want to stop it. They're just mm-hmm. addicts. So it's really great. It's good. Looks like a good future coming their way. Awesome. <laughs> I hear what you're saying about like addicts. My my kids are like that too. They're like crackheads, especially my oldest. He's like a crackhead. The way that he'll, you know, he'll anything that gets in the way, you know, anything that gets in between him and his gaming or devices. Yeah, it's super disturbing. But also, 
if I if we don't let him do that, I mean, it's a two it's a codependency. Um, because if we don't let them, then we have to get up at six a.m. every day, and we have to, um, you know, we will never get anything done. Like we. We got home from a camping trip a week ago and the camping stuff is still everywhere. Like we haven't dealt with it and and I've got work stuff hanging over my head and like I just the only way we can do it is to be like, "All right, everybody, just fry your brains on screens and like, well, I just think about like what you said in the beginning of this where it was like when I was pregnant, I was going to be such a great mom and my kids would never play video games. And like Wesley was born and I, he never watched TV and we only listened to music and he knew all his planets at 18 months and he right. was a genius. And now he's like playing Peppa Pig murders, you know, like it's murder like game. It, yeah. murder games, you know, and it's like, well, that quickly fell down the shithole. Like it, like all that work I handmade all that baby food. <laughs> just is like it's just tough. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess the good thing is like think back to stuff that we've done that was stupid or I didn't play murder games. Addicting or I mean, the most I did was I played like um, Barbies were naked. <laughs> oh yeah, constantly boning. <laughs> Just oh, the yeah. sex, all the sex, Barbie sex. So you know, like, that was what we did. And then we played hide and seek in forts where, you know, but that was all outside with other kids. Yeah. I'm finding, <laughs> we were just talking about this this morning. Oh, I played Jeopardy in Carmen San Diego. There you go. Not the same. Not the same. Uh, you're doing the best you can do. Think of all the crazy shit we watched. I feel like I watched a lot of Benny Hill when I was a kid. That was yeah. disturbing as fuck. Yeah, I watched Dirty <laughs> Dancing when, I, when Wes was I was Wes's age. So oh, Revenge of the Nerds. Even yes, I, I watched it when I was six years old, and I was like, "What is happening? This is yeah. horrifying." That's what. Yeah, but then that's where your love of nerds came from. I'm sure you were like, "This is what sexy is." Gross. <laughs> I had oh, we had so all those gross. beta tapes, those like Betamax tapes, and I don't know where we ripped these movies from, but like, you know, we had movie channels, and so my parents just had all the Betamax out, and when I could read, I was, you know, by the time I was eight, I was just looking through titles, and I was so bored, and I was like, Clockwork Orange. That <gasps> so I watched the Clockwork Orange at eight, completely oh. unsupervised, and I was like, what? Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> I watched Clockwork Orange when I was like 18 and it fucked me up. I know. <laughs> I was a real weird kid. I was a real weird kid. Today's episode is brought to you by Jonas Paul Eyewear. They specialize in glasses for kids and teens aged 4 to 16. If your kid wears glasses, you know how difficult it is to find cute, comfortable frames. And you also probably know what a pain in the butt it usually is to get glasses. When I've gotten glasses for my kids, I had to drive an hour away to a specialty store. And then every single time there was an adjustment or an issue, I had to drive an hour there and then an hour back. And it was not great. But now I am so excited to try Jonas Paul eyewear. 
Their mission is to help kids feel beautiful and confident in their glasses. And you know that if they're going to actually wear them, that's super important. They offer a home try-on kit for just $1 that allows you to try out their glasses for a week without even leaving your home. There are no extra trips to the eye doctor. There's no more feeling rushed or pressured to get everything before you're ready. You can just order online, test out the glasses, and you can do it all from home. Prescription glasses start at $79, and that includes the prescription lenses. They also have blue light blocking lenses that are available for all of their frames, prescription and non-prescription, and they are perfect for extra screen time and online learning. So check it out. You, our listener, can save 15% off. You just go to Jonas Paul eyewear.com and you use the code whymommydrinks15 the number 15 and you get 15% off Jonas Paul eyewear 15% off whymommydrinks15 yes I just don't have a story this week (laughs) Um, and because of just time let's go ahead and just let's throw it over to Steph Steph what has broken you what has broken me well first of all Thank you guys for having me on. Um, and this, I think this is going to be airing um, very exciting news. A TV, my husband created a TV show Fuck yeah, um, that will be premiering on ABC. It's called United We Fall. The premiere date's July 15th, but I think this is going to drop after it's already premiered. But, um, but you guys should watch it on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on ABC or wherever awesome. Central Times. Check, check your listings. <laughs> Check your local listing. United We um, Fall. United We Fall. It's starring um, Will Sasso, Christina Vidal, uh, Jane Curtin, and um, uh, what am I? Guillermo Jane Diaz. Curtin. I know. And Guillermo so Diaz, if you're a Scandal fan, or um, I, I, I remember him from the Dave Chappelle movie where they sold weed. this guy from scandal oh my god i love that he's so funny though too so it's like everyone is like he's a murderous villain it's like no he's actually a hilarious like uncle (laughs) oh my god did he turn out to be a murderous villain on scandal that's disappointing i don't know and i'm sorry if it's is do you have to give like a uh a spoiler alert if you've never seen the show nor nor has it already it's already aired right i never got far (laughs) enough into scandal last i checked he was like a really good guy like a loyal Ooh, i don't know i i I was really speaking out of like some weird i feel like is his last name diaz Guillermo Diaz, yeah. Guillermo Diaz. Okay, Guillermo right. Diaz, yeah. And so basically it's, you know, a, a, a couple with two kids and they're always trying to get ahead of their their own life. They think they're doing everything right, but of course life just hands them back a, you know, bag full of piss berries, I guess. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't <laughs> reference that. It, <laughs> that's an older episode of yours. Um, but <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> Thank you so, for referencing my famous piss berries bit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyhow, um, so the first episode, um, again, which will premiere on July 15th, was the pilot was based on, you know, at the time, what was kind of our struggle. We have, so we have a nine-year-old and a four-year-old, but this is kind of, we, for some reason, the year that my dad was dying, my younger kid went to the ER three times in one month. Ooh. Your and kid? And it was like my kid. 
And it was like, so what happened was the first time, you know, because everyone's like, it always happens when you're when you're not looking. It's like, nope, I was looking right at her <laughs> two of the times. So the first time was I'm trying to get her dressed in her pajamas and she's throwing a fit. And when I say throwing a fit, it's like, you know how it is. They're literally throwing their body around and I can't get, so I get one sleeve of in on her arm in the pajama and she rips it out and throws herself like away from, away from me and off the bed. She literally just like flings herself off the bed and then starts crying because she's just fallen from the bed to the floor. She's, she would have been two. She was like two and a half at the time, I believe like two, two years old. So she was prime, like, you know, tantrumy, terrible twos. She flings herself. I pick her up. Hold on, everybody. My tummy or my sud? I'll pick your tummy. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. What? (gasps) It's a seltzer. Thank you. Okay, what's in your tummy then? I have to pick those things. I mean, it's on August tummy or what? Now, um, I think it's on your tummy. Is it on your tummy? What is it? (gasps) It's a glass filled with ice under your shirt. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Bye. That's like the tip your waiter. I love this trick. Good trick. Good trick. You like the trick I made? It was a prank. All right. Sorry about that. Not a problem. So cute. So cute. Um. So, so anyway, she just basically threw herself off the bed, out of her pajama sleeve and off the bed. And when I pick her up, it's like that, the scene you never want to see, which is just there's blood pouring from her mouth. No. Fine. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And, but of course I get very like, when, when things happen that are alarm, you know, my alarm bells go off, I get very calm. And I'm like, Julia, you stay here. I'm taking Molly to the bathroom. And I, I see and I, that. I, see I you start. Right. And I start like scooping cold water into her mouth so that I can get it clean enough to figure out what happened. Yeah. She bifurcated her tongue. Oh, I, don't know I don't know how. what that means. I don't know what that means. It, it sounds like bad. Snake, it's like a snake has a bifurcated tongue. Whoa. She she had her two. She had these two little teeth, you know, or no, like what, no. however many her baby teeth. She just split her tongue down the middle with her teeth. Holy no. shit. And I was like, what the huh and so i i my husband gets home he had just come home from a dinner because i he was thank god on his way home from a dinner and then i was like literally handed him julia and was like i'm going to the er with molly she just bit through her tongue so i go there and they're kind of like okay what happened and it's like you're like oh you know you look like oh you know i was just dressing her and then you know and i like literally i was on top of her looking at her and she threw herself onto the ground and split her tongue and they're like, well, that's okay. Keep her comfortable, but don't let her nurse. I'm like, do you know how I keep her comfortable? I let yeah. her nurse. Um, but okay. But they were really, they kept this for a long time because it was this, it was right on the edge of like, this is a really bad enough. It should probably require surgery, yeah. but she's so young and the tongue heals so fast. They were really like, they had to have like six different doctors come and look at it to kind of be like, it's, it's oh. bad, but it's not bad it might be like just not bad enough to, to do anything. And I was like, Jesus. so we stayed there, you know, a, a long time into the night, brought her home, watched Moana from like 4am to 6am. 
And then finally, like, she was so tired. I was like, okay, here, nurse a little bit, but oh, your poor tongue. Anyway, then, like, literally a week later, Wait, I'm also, sitting, like, my dad is. would, like, make the tongue heal, right? No, because you, ha- the way it has to kind of, like, it's a muscle that has to wrap around. I mean, oh. it, I don't know. You know what I mean? You, like, kind of want right. to keep the wound together. It was, Did they it was not Did they have to do fun. anything? They didn't do anything. They didn't and do it, anything. They just kind of, but I had to go. Wait, <laughs> like, did it heat? It just, did she have yes, a snake literally tongue now? She woke up the next day and it was like she had what looked like a, a white scab down the middle of her tongue. Oh my God. Bodies are crazy. They're so crazy. And it was traumatic. Right. But my, this was during the time when my dad was dying. So then the next week we went down to visit him in San Diego and we're right by his deathbed, which is now in the living room, right? And I'm playing horsey with her on my foot. I'm just going, you know, like you have your yeah. legs crossed and she has her, she's like straddling one foot. She's a foot off the ground, meaning it just inches, not even a foot, right? And I'm just going, she's like laughing, laughing, laughing. And then all of a sudden she goes, whoa, and she tips over and falls on her face Jeez. and splits the the part of the I guess it's the septum or not the septum but the cartilage where your nose connects your nose to your face. Oh my god! And she's bleeding profusely, and I'm going, oh my, oh my god. god! Again, I was looking at her. No. I did. So then, my my my, we were supposed to be driving back that night to LA. My my my. My husband takes my daughter who has to go to school the next day, my older daughter. He drops the younger, the baby and I off at the freaking children's hospital in San Diego and then drives home to L.A. And then I take an Uber home like 4 a.m., you know, after they check us out and are basically like, we can't do anything. What? It's definitely bad. We She can't, you can't stitch that part. It'll probably heal on its own. It was two times when it was like nothing happened but something huge happened and it was so vascular and so much blood. And you're like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> so then my mother-in-law came to visit. Now it's like mother's day. Right. So my, so it's May 11th ish. My, my daughter turned, my daughter and my mother-in-law share the same birthday and it's always on mother's day or around it. So I'm always like throwing somebody else a party, you know, mm-hmm. for my mother's day. <laughs> So <laughs> we'd thrown this huge party and then I just was kind of like, all I want for Mother's Day is for you guys to just get out of the house for a little bit. They took them to gymnastics. I watched a little bit of Real Housewives at like eight in the morning. And then I, when they came home, um, I, I, I was like, I got to clean up the house because we just had this slumber party with like a bunch of eight-year-olds. Um so go ahead and and if you could, or seven-year-olds, I was like, so if you can, just just watch watch the kids for me. That's what I asked my mother-in-law. So then I'm in the kitchen for like 20 minutes cleaning up some dishes. I walk through and sitting next to the two-year-old is an empty pack of batteries, lithium batteries, like the circle ones. No. And I'm like, um, I'm like um, excuse me, where, where'd you get those? And my mother-in-law looks up from her iPad. She's like, where'd she get those? And I was like, I don't know where, you know, and I'm like, what's oh my, and I go, God. Molly. And she goes, I ate the gelt 
because you know we we have had guilt for like Hanukkah, you know, uh, chocolate covered coins. And I was like, "You ate? Did you?" I was like, "Did you swallow one of these batteries?" And she's like, "I ate the guilt." And I'm like, "Did you swallow one of the batteries?" She's like, "No." And I'm like, "Did you?" She's like, "Yes." And I'm like, "What?" Oh and then everyone's screaming like, "Did she or didn't she?" And I was like, "I wasn't watching her." <laughs> Oh so my I god. Go. Wait, can we just pause for just a second? Holy shit. First of all, yes. grandparents always on their fucking iPads. Oh. Two, those, <laughs> Again. those little batteries are so crazy dangerous because they're magnetic. And if you eat two of them, they can stick together inside intestines. And like, it's real well, and you're fucking st- bad. Your, your stomach acid dissolves them and then they explode and become poison. They poison right. you from the inside. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a horror. Those things are so super dangerous. They're they're literally the, and, and, and I don't know where, and what it was, was my mother-in-law stays in our guest room and I keep the batteries in a drawer, like in whatever. And she just left the door to her room. Like it was a very, I don't, I don't even know how it, again, I wasn't watching her and I don't mean to throw my mother-in-law under the bus because she was obviously doing the best she could on words with friends at the time. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But anyways, I watched it, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, and then my husband's like, "What are we gonna do?" And I'm like, "We're going to the ER again." Oh my god! And I'm like, I show up to Children's LA, and they are like, "I'm like, hi, my name is." They're like, "We remember you." Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) That is mortifying. I'm like, so. Here's the deal. Happy Mother's Day. Um, uh, we need baby's first x-ray to figure out if she's got batteries in her stomach and we have to pump her stomach. So uh, that's what I that's how I spent my Mother's Day was like in the ER at Children's Hospital getting like I had to hold her down. So I was getting my arms x-rayed as she was getting her like stomach x-rayed. But her first x-ray. Uh, anyways, so that um I always my stories always peter out because I'm like eh, it just was a bad time. Oh no, us too. <laughs> yeah, and then that was it. So did she? Had she swallowed one? She had not, and so that's oh, good and amazing. And and the next day, my my mother in law was like, "Oh, there's Children's Hospital. Oh, so it's close. Well, that was good." And I was like, "Yeah, oh, my, yep. I don't really want to go there anymore, even though it's super close." And she goes, "Your eyes off them for a minute," and I'm like. You think? <laughs> oh, my God. That is insane stuff. So, anyways, in the pilot of the show, which hopefully you'll watch, even though you'll not know about it. But watch on Hulu. You can go back and watch pilot. Hmm. It's like people go to the ER and ends up that, you know, they've been there so often that they get sent to a social worker. That's <laughs> funny. Like, nice. You know, that happened to us. But it's how it felt was like, when does it become a, when does it start to look like you're yeah. not the best parent? <laughs> 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 is, it, is it trip two, three? Is it when you have a punch card? Uh, when the staff recognizes you and can call you by your first name, they feel so close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. that's something that broke me, and yes, definitely. And just I don't know. like ER visits, like yeah, there definitely should be like a buy two get one free deal. Yeah, and I feel like there's some again, different kids are different, but sometimes it's like somebody's like, oh, we've never been to the ER, and you're like, yeah, we weren't, we've we had never been to the ER with my older daughter. She was so cautious and calm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And with the, the little one, it was like three times in a month. And when quarantine started, I was like, I look at you guys, we're going to have to look real hard about anything we might actually go to the hospital for. So like, be careful. <laughs> get down from there. I'm not going to the hospital. Oh, there's you. been so many times where I'm like, if you get hurt, we're not going to the hospital and you're just going to have to bleed. And they look at me like, what? I'm like, mm -mm. So I wouldn't do that if I were you. I wouldn't do it. Well, thank you guys for letting me share that. Uh, it because there are some times when you're like, I don't know why it's my circumstance that's making me look so negligent, but I right. I was right there right. Mm -hmm. for good times. The, you know, I blame my mother-in-law for the third one, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, like, like, we, uh, like we like to say in our mom's group online, uh, babies being babies. I mean, that's oh. their fucking, they our just love going to the ER, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Same thing like um, our middle kid has been to the ER a bunch of times, but uh, not so much with the other two. Um, well, so United We Fall starts mm -hmm. uh, this week, but by the time you all hear it, uh, the second episode uh, will be airing this coming Wednesday. So you can go on Hulu and see the very first episode. And it's on, did you say ABC? ABC. ABC. Yeah, July 22nd, you can catch it, set a timer. I love, love ABC's it. programs right might now. Even be, that Me? might even be the episode I wrote with my writing partner and um, and uh, like all of the staff writers, we wrote a an episode and it's about um, participation trophies, but it takes a different turn. So That sounds what? right up all of our alleys. Yes. Uh, awesome. We just ripped everyone in the room except for one person was a parent and the other the other awesome. writer was a preschool teacher and so it was like we just <laughs> you know when they like bite you and you you have to determine did it break the skin did they get their shots and you you're responsible for that so you should have record of it you know <laughs> all right united we fall i think we all need to be watching it steph's it, been writing on it it's all about her fucking life her husband created it yep and i have the, the, the older i mean the uh the female lead christina vidal she and you know guillermo diaz plays her one of her brothers but by the end of the episodes that we made you have met five of hers because i grew up i had nine brothers Mm -hmm. And so um, what's fun is that there's actually a lot of really good Latinx representation on the show, too. So That's definitely great. watch. It's fun to see like a big, you know, Catholic Latinx family kind of like giving each other some grief. Oh, <laughs> fucking rad. Cool. Steph is, I'm going to watch. Is it me, too? Uh, I can't wait. Two, two days from now, we get to watch, because we're in the time machine, uh, we get to watch the first episode. Um, is there anywhere you want people to check you out otherwise, like follow you on social media or anything like that, or just like, fuck that? What do you think? Oh, you know what? Yeah. If they are curious, they could Google me, but I, I have not set up any kind of like good media presence, and that's on me. That's really on me. <laughs> <laughs> so on my to-do list right after, you know, power washing the siding house i don't know well speaking of which everyone listening uh thanks for helping us get over our uh, 2000 person hump on uh instagram uh that was a tough one for us and we did it yay <laughs> oh yeah instagram i'm steph escajeda on instagram follow me i'm not private <laughs> see these kids in all of their 
wounds. Yeah, standard spelling. Um, yeah. <laughs> Amanda, uh, no, Steph, yeah. you are doing a great job. Thank you. I hope you know that. It's hard sometimes, but thanks for the reminder. Yeah, two yeah. out of the three times you were watching. I mean, that's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> My kids are shitting themselves and I don't even notice. So <laughs> well, You're doing a great job, though. <laughs> Amanda, I mean, you're doing look. a great job. You didn't make those kids shit. That was their choice. That was no, their choice. I've given them freedom know. of choice. Yeah. If yeah. the uh, if one of the signs that you might have coronavirus is you lose your sense of smell, you definitely are, you know. I'm, and I don't have. Yeah, you, that, they're you, helping like, me continue to know if I've got the symptoms. coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> they are good kids. I take it all back. <laughs> well, thank you. So you know, you might find yourself. I, mean, um, I know I didn't tell a story, but oh, I'm a needy the- human. Hey, you, well, Betsy, you're doing a great job. Thank you're you. You're doing the best job of all of us right now. You just Thank had someone you. come in and bring you a seltzer water and a cup of ice. Not someone, yeah, but your kid. Frank. That's a beautiful kid right there. Oh, yeah. He's a good one. That's what I was going to say. But I'm going to say it what? again. What? You might find yourself sitting in your room and your son comes in and surprises you with a seltzer water and a cup of cold ice. That's because his he loves prank. so much. <laughs> That's what he right. said. That's my prank. <laughs> trained them well or you know your kids are crapping themselves in the honor of a video game or you're a you're a what is it called when you go someplace all the time a regular at the local hospital know that you know what you are doing a great job my mommy drinks Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Collectors Club, Club. you're here here to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.